Welcome to Story Hooked, the podcast where we cast our line into the world of reading in search of books that make us happy. Ready to dive in? Let's get you hooked on a new book. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Story Hooked episode today. I am so excited for this one. I cannot even begin to describe how excited I am to introduce to you Jessica Scarlett. And I have honestly been uh, stalking her on Instagram for a very long time. I've been wanting to be her bestie for a really long time, read read her books and just kind of slid into her DMs like, hi, can I be your friend? And she was so nice. She was so cool and so sweet. And I am so excited that we actually get a chance to chat with her today. This is going to be so fun. So Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm so excited. Yes. Thank you. Oh, we just, it has been, it's been a long time coming. I'm so glad that it's happening. And I am just going to introduce Jessica Scarlett to you listeners out there. I'm going to read her author profile from Goodreads. And so I'm just going to read this. It says, Jessica grew up in rural Utah, where lots of wide open space served as a blank canvas for her rampant imagination. Along with being an author, she's a songwriter and a huge Broadway fan. So don't be surprised if she hears the people sing or defies gravity on a regular basis. I love that so much. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) Being mother to three crazy-eyed kiddos, she has been forced to develop a deep appreciation for humor, which is probably why she laughs so much at her own jokes. (laughs) Though Jessica currently writes Regency Romance, she loves dashing heroes from all eras in history and hopes to one day branch out. So that is Jessica, and we will be diving deep into that about branching out because we are so we have some listeners that are excited to hear about what's in the works, what you're writing. We are so excited. So thank you once again. I'm just going to thank you again for being here. So so excited. All right, so we're going to go f- through a few questions from our listeners and just chat, and it's going to be so awesome. Let's just like, I want to start with this. What inspired you to write Regency romance novels? Is there something in the time period? Is there something that you just love about it that said, this is what I want to write? What brought you to Regency when you started writing books, when you started being an author? Yeah, so um, honestly, it wasn't that inspirational. (laughs) Um, Uh I mostly like when I was growing up and like really got into reading, like around fifth, sixth grade, but basically what I would read and was interested in reading was historical romance. Okay. And so um, when I when I started wanting to write, which was wasn't until I was like around 18, 19. Right. Um, that's just kind of what I knew. And like I branched out into other genres and loved other genres even more than historical romance. For but sure. it's just the one that I really felt like I knew more inside and out. Um, even right. though actually that wasn't the case, <laughs> I just felt that way inside. <laughs> so, so it wasn't like this super profound decision. Oh, I love the Regency era. I just felt like it's something more that I was used to. And so right. felt, felt like it was easy. Like the other genre that I was super interested in and still am is YA fantasy. Uh-huh. It's like the, the king of all king genres <laughs> for me. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it has everything in it. And, and, and it's in like bite-sized books, not uh-huh. huge. Monsters. <laughs> yeah, monsters. <laughs> um, 
anyway, but but like tackling a fantasy felt so daunting to me, like as a, someone just right. barely starting out to in writing that I don't know, it just felt like more of like a risk to to branch out into that because because I felt probably instinctively that it wouldn't I wouldn't live up to it. Whereas like just writing historical romance, it just felt more like it was for me, it was just kind of fun. There wasn't like that that pressure to make make it be awesome, <laughs> you know. Right. Which is you know pressure I was putting on myself, but yeah. Anyway, right. No, totally. I get that. I mean, I feel like just listening to what you're saying, it seems like that was kind of like you felt at home there, and yeah, you were trying this like new thing. You're like, I want to start with something that feels like home, that feels natural, instead of trying to force yourself into some yeah. like thing. Kind of while you get your bearings. Does that mm -hmm. am I? Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And and I think part of me too just felt like, oh, this one will be easier. <laughs> and it and you know, I ate my words. Like all books are hard. <laughs> no matter the genre, they're all hard. So right. was the was the research process you were like, Oh my gosh, this is so much oh. more than I thought. Oh yes. And I am I am terrible at research, as my books will evidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I mean, they're they're just full of anachronisms and that kind of thing. But I mean, right. part of part of that is is purposeful on my part because I'm like, well, I just don't care though, <laughs> and and I want I want it to be entertaining. And so, even though I know realistically this wouldn't have happened in the time period, I'm going to put it in because it's because nice. it's fun and I like it. Well, it's great because your readers totally agree with you because I read stuff and it's like, that is so fantastic. I love this. No one's thinking, well, this isn't historically accurate. I mean, maybe some people. I, I shouldn't mm -hmm. I shouldn't throw people under the bus that want historically accurate. Then just go have fun somewhere else. But I just <laughs> love that you put it in there. Your books are so fun. They are so fun. Like, I was squealing and freaking because oh, no. they were moments just oh my goodness I just love your writing so much <laughs> Thanks. So, so if you were going for entertaining thumbs up so good job <laughs> you're killing it. awesome so thank good. you yes for sure <laughs> that's awesome all right so our next question that people wanted answered is are there any like themes or tropes that you like to explore in your writing? Like, what do you love to write? What are the tropes, just the romance? Tell us, tell us about what you love to write. Oh, so I don't know, honestly, about this, this one, because I feel like I'm not a super tropey writer. Okay. Okay. Um, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really set out to write certain tropes, I guess. Okay. And I, I just kind of feel for the characters and then things kind of evolve that way. Wow, um, I love that. But, but like what I, I noticed like as far as like theme, what I've come back to a lot in, in my books, I think in all three, four with the one I'm working on right now, um, that it, a lot of it like centers on um, themes of like trust okay. and... Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I guess that's like a virtue that I very much value or something. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like an like an overreaching theme. I don't know. I don't know that there's like anything that is super like that stands out to me right. with with some 
like that. Okay. That, I love that because you're like, you're writing a story and it just kind of like, you just create it and it just evolves into something that someone say, Oh, that's this trope. And you're like, oh, I guess right. so. yeah. but it's not like you were like, this <laughs> is the trope. This is a grumpy sunshine. This is a friends to lovers. You're just kind of like following what the characters want. That's so cool. I, I hear yeah. <laughs> where they're like, the characters wanted this. And I'm like, you guys like, it's like they're your children or something. It's adorable. Right. Like, you right. know them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It is a little bit more of like that. Like when I set out to write a lady on the chase, like I knew. I think when I was like still drafting book one, that book three was going to be an enemies to lovers, just because of Matthew's character. Like I just knew it had to be an enemies to lovers. Yeah. Like in order, like just to play on that dynamic with his character, For I just. Sure. So, so like, I guess in a way, maybe I set out more with that one to write a certain trope, right. but yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it totally makes sense because you already knew your character. You knew what was going to work for him. I mean, when we met Matthew, we were like, that guy is great. He is adorable and we love him and we wanted to be like, what is going on with him? We wanted to know him better. And so his book, I will say, Matthew's book is my favorite. For listeners, I'm wearing a Matthew sweatshirt right now because I love him so much. <laughs> that Jessica wrote, but Enemies to Lovers, I mean, that's my favorite trope. I know you didn't go out to write it, but I'm glad you wrote one because I'm like, she's the best Enemies to Lovers on accident. Aww. You wrote it on accident. You weren't even planning to do it. Like, I love it. <laughs> it just fits in. There will probably be another Enemies to Lovers in the future, probably. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Sold. Sold immediately because you do a fantastic job at that. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. Okay. Um, have you ever... Okay. This is such a fun question. Have you ever encountered any like unexpected reactions from readers about your books or like memorable feedback? Like how... When you interact with readers, what are like some funny just interactions with them as they reacted to your books. I love this. Just tell us okay. stories. Okay, cool. Um, I don't, uh, it might take some brain power on my part. There, there was one that was like, uh, there, I got a review once <laughs> that was like, this, this author can write a scene like nobody's business, but this book is terrible. <laughs> I was like, well, you know what? I'm taking it. I'm taking it as a compliment. Like, hey. uh, so that was, that was kind of fun. Um, oh there was, there was another one that a, a reader that had an issue with um, uh, William's character oh, and William. his, his arc and, and, and all of that. Um, like they were venting in, in their review about how he's manipulative and he's not nice and, you know, all of these uh -huh. things. And, and I read the review and I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the, point. <laughs> that's the point is that he has to learn how to not be that way. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard as an author sometimes to find that balance. Sure. But I think, I think the funniest thing for me with, with this is that, um, before I released A Lady on the Chase, I I had sent out to beta readers like multiple times. I did a lot of, I think I, I think it was like four rounds of beta edits. Wow. And, with Lady on the Chase. Um, every single time okay, uh, wow. I got feedback, got it back. And every single time, like without fail, it was like, 
well, that's not true. There was there was there were a few great beta readers, uh-huh. but I mean, almost every time I got it back, and, and they said, "I love your main guy, I hate your main girl," <laughs> and like she's she's so mean and she's so manipulative, and I'm just I can't get behind her. And so as so I go back to the drawing board, okay, how do I make her nicer? <laughs> and <laughs> I'd have to um, tweak all the different scenes and oh, wow. um, do a lot of like overhauling of the story, but. But I, like, set up the pre-order for A Lady on the Chase. Like, it was set in stone. I was about to um, publish it. And I said, okay, I'm I'm going to send it out for one more round of beta edits. And so I sent it out. And I got it back. And they said the exact same thing. <gasps> like, and just everybody hated it. And and it was, like, set to publish. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is not what I needed. <laughs> you were supposed to say it was perfect. But, but they, they still didn't like her. And so and so I thought, okay, I'm going to take a few days to think about this. And so I did. And um, it was really hard for me because I felt like looking at my story, I I like how she is. Right. And I I like this story and if she were any other way if i made her be like how all these other people want me to make her then there wouldn't be a story right and like and that's the whole point of why i made her be this way is for her interactions with matthew and their chemistry and all of that totally and so i felt like what other people were asking me to do even though it was the same feedback multiple times like i felt like what they were asking me to do was completely changed my story and so anyway I just had to take a hard look and I said you know what even if everybody hates this story I like it so I'm gonna publish it and it's going to get all these stupid reviews and it's going to be like three stars average on Goodreads and and it's gonna be terrible but oh well (laughs) at least I will have loved it and so I did. I went ahead with it. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous sure. leading up to to the publishing date. And I remember my first review from from that. And it was like five stars glowing review of how this was the best one out of the series. And, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, I like, I think I cried. I might have cried. I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> it's because I am Matthew in a lot of ways. <laughs> too stoic or something but it was great oh okay that like that blows my mind okay I love that so much it is crazy because that is literally I will I will second that person's opinion that five-star glowing review uh, I immediately immediate five stars it was my favorite book of what you'd written at that point I connected so much with the characters love Matthew like book boyfriend Amazing status. You know, like when there's a guy that's like, hey, sweet and everything. But it's like there's that guy that you're like, you were on my list of like, you have like a list of like a million, but he's on there. I adored him and I adored how you wrote their relationship, their banter. She was so relatable to just to like things that I've like experienced in my own life and seeing her relationship with him and how that worked out. I connected with the story. And apparently a lot of people have too because 
No, I, I know a lot of people that read that one and said that one was my favorite. Is that accurate? Do oh yeah, you that that has been my experience. Is that overwhelmingly that's the favorite? And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know why. <laughs> what did I do? I don't, I don't know. Like, how can I recreate this? <laughs> okay. Well, I, can I tell you my perspective based on your? Yeah, story? of course. I'd love that. Well, based on what you said, your gut knows better. You know your characters so well. Just even when you were talking about, I write the story not as a trope, but as the characters. You knew what she needed to be. You knew what Matthew needed to be. You knew how the story was supposed to go. And people were saying, hey, that's not right. And you're like, no, this is how I feel. And I'm going to publish this anyways. And you just do. I mean, obviously, you know, you said and you still like. You know, but you follow your gut and your gut is like, this is how it should be. And you were right. My magic is my gut. Yep. <laughs> my gut's my magic. <laughs> my personal charm. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. So whatever you write in the future, you follow that intuition because it clearly led you to the right. Just like, oh, that's so crazy. I, I um, I am sorry that people were, well, I got to get back. We got to go back to William for just a second. I loved his imperfections because mm-hmm. I loved, I, I, there were times where I was reading him. I was like, William, I'm like yelling at him in the book. Like, what are you doing? And then he just like, he grew and, and his character arc is beautiful for people to be like, why isn't he this, this, this? I'm like, okay, <laughs> a normal person. Like no one likes a perfect person. So that's why I don't understand people, people act that way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it was especially hard to portray, I feel like, because it was only from Eliza's point of view. And so it was like, how do I write his, uh, how like this deep emotional arc for him, but only from the view of this other girl looking at him. Right. Uh, so that was really difficult. But but in the end, I'm really, I'm really, I think actually I'm probably the pr- most proud of that story of Award of Money Masks, yeah. That's the one you're most proud of. Oh, I feel like God. it's my most emotional book. And um, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's probably my personal favorite out of my three. It yeah. is. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, it is very emotionally charged. The whole story is just wow. Like mm-hmm. it was like borderline painful, like in a good way. The romance, yeah. like, the whole thing was, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm like, my heart is aching. I'm like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is going <laughs> yeah. on? And I love reading a book like that. that I'm well, like, that's awesome because that is exactly what I was trying to capture when I was writing it. So yes, the, like, my God, like, scores again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the magic get. <laughs> you, yeah, you were totally right with it. Oh my goodness! I yeah. Oh my gosh! I just love William so much. I love his arc. I love how he's grown. Okay, how I just also back to Matthew. How much I adore Matthew. When you say you are Matthew, when you ha- hear how people love that character so much, are you like? Then you love me right <laughs> um i think not exactly because it's much more attractive on a on a guy than it is on a girl <laughs> so it's almost like i don't know maybe it's more of like an insult <laughs> okay. have you heard of i know you have the reverse grumpy sunshine trope where oh the yeah is grumpy and the guy is sunshine yeah we totally go for that. 
we everyone uh-huh. loves those, especially girls that are just we're just more on that. That's sort of like they relate. They're like, yeah, because uh-huh. not everyone yeah. is like, not everyone is like, no, no, it's no one, not mm-hmm. every girl's like that. Come on, all of yeah. us, all of us women have yeah. such different personalities. So. Do you, know what, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think actually me and my husband would fit into that category pretty well, actually. Yeah. He's more he's he's more sunshiny. I mean we both mellowed out. Like I've become a happier person. <laughs> <laughs> and he's become I mean, he's also actually pretty well balanced, pretty like sober, but also really mis- mischievous and stuff. Oh, um, adorable. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, our dating it was definitely more like that, more grumpy sunshine. <laughs> I love that so much. Maybe, maybe write your, um, you and your husband's trope in a book someday. Well, actually, actually, happens. <gasps> actually, I kind of did with Lily and Peter and like the way they banter and stuff. It is very, very much my husband and me. Okay. Oh, that makes so much that's so true. Okay, and bringing it back to Lily and Peter, that is so true. He is such the cutest. He is the cutest <laughs> guy in there. Like, just one of those – we love heroes of all types, right? Mm-hmm. The type is just – it's so sweet. They're just like this little puppy. You just – Yeah. You just love them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's you. That is – yeah, that – yep. Peter is my husband. And I didn't – I didn't – intend to do that I, I just like finished the book and I'm like suddenly like was reading it I'm like wait wait a sec wait wait is Peter Daniel this is you <laughs> what did, how did he react to it does he read your books so he he read the first book he read a Lily in disguise and, and like, he <laughs> I don't know actually how he felt about it I I, I should ask him um I'm very curious Next podcast episode. Yeah, Actually. yeah, he is. He's very supportive, um, but he Aww. he's like more of an audiobook guy. He has a hard time reading physical books unless they're like about dirt or cows. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. Okay, <laughs> it's like history, <laughs> history or anything to do with like farm life. Then he's there. <laughs> so, so maybe I just need to pitch my next book to him as as some like a cow romance or something. Oh my gosh! We'll definitely ask him. I really want to know his thoughts. Because he's gonna read some of your books, even though they're not about dirt and cows, because they're fantastic. Especially if you say, "Hey, this is you." Oh my gosh! If my spouse wrote a book that said, "This is you," I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> that is so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So I think that this is actually we're already kind of already talking about this, but. How do you approach write, writing the romantic relationships in your novel? So kind of like, I know you said your first one, they, they don't really follow tropes, but how do you, how do you build their, these different romances mm-hmm. with these different couples? Cause they're all so different. Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. So I really like this question because it, it really made me have to think like when you sent it over to me, I was looking through them and I stopped on that one and I had to like, think about it. Well, how, well, how do, how, how do, do I do, do that? that? <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that I feel like I basically start with, um, figuring out their chemistry together, and like right. once I once I have that kind of chemistry, then I feel like I basically through the book just kind of escalate it a little bit and lean into those strengths. And everyone's chemistry 
are there, it's going to be different because you'll have different characters who um, have different backgrounds and um, have different priorities and goals, all those things. Right. Um, so it's yeah, like with with Lily and Peter, like they they had this kind of friendship dynamic and right. a playful dynamic between them. And yes. as things got escalated, like her fear became of like losing that and ruining it and right. um, that kind of thing. But like with Eliza and William, because of William's character and also Eliza's character, her innocence and all of that, that there was kind of like this power dynamic in their relationship, this right. imbalance. And and I kind of leaned into that um, and that made it made their chemistry um and like in in later in the book there's a moment i don't want to spoil it because it's like probably my favorite scene i've ever written See, please tell me i'm gonna give away okay, if you if you don't want spoilers skip it's ahead, the one skip ahead to take a <laughs> it's it's the one where um eliza and william have their argument and he um tells her to break off her engagement and she won't and but like there's like that that again that power imbalance a little bit yeah. where he's like trying to tell her what to do, and she finally learns how to stick up for herself. And um, anyway, and so like escalating that that tension and the chemistry and all of that. And same with like Alicia and Matthew, like it just starts with them like just staring really angrily at each other, and the, they both have like this like iron will. But yes. one is loud about it, and one is quiet about it, and so, and so, like escalating that more and more until they're like about to kiss, <laughs> is is kind of I think how I kind of approach it is just like first of all figuring out the kind of chemistry that they're gonna have, and like this new book that I'm writing right now, the chemistry between the two main characters it's a lot sweeter. Um, it's like it's similar to I think Eliza and Williams, but it's. A lot so there's not that power imbalance okay. and it's like a, a lot softer and um i really like it i really i really like it. i'm excited for it. <laughs> well your gut is saying it's oh. great <laughs> so i think it's gonna be great too progress later but oh my goodness you writing like a softy oh my goodness oh my goodness well well it's me. not really there's not really a softy actually it's but okay. it's it's complicated <laughs> I, I we're gonna dig into that because i want to know what this why it's complicated because i want to know what you okay. mean okay um Okay, speaking of how you were talking about your favorite scene to write, which, by the way, that scene with William and they're standing out there fighting, it is the tension is just, oh, mwah. <laughs> these days, chef's kiss, what do they say? The kids say that. They're like, it's oh, so good. It's so good. But what would you say, okay, who is your favorite character to write? And then who was like your hardest character to write? My hardest was definitely William. I mean, for the reasons we already talked about. Right. Because because he had this arc, but I couldn't write in his head at all. Um, so that was and and again, yeah, like he was a jerk, and I had to make him likable. But like I I wrote the story and I got like halfway through, and I I kept trying to make him nice because I'm like you have to redeem yourself, right? You've got a lot a lot of ground to cover here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and but like 
it just was not working. The story wasn't working. And I had to go back and realize like, oh, I completely changed his character though. And that's why it's not working. And so I had to, yep. I had to go back and and change everything. But yeah, his was hands down the hardest character to write. Um, My favorite character was, is Matthew. Um, mainly because he's the easiest character. He was the easiest character for me to write. Whatever situation I put him in, no matter what it was, like I always knew what he was going to say. Always. Or how he was going to react to it. I never even had to think, of, think about it. And so like I could completely change the scene and I'd be like, oh, what does is, what is Alicia say now? I don't know. Okay, maybe she says this. Oh, then Matthew would say that. Oh, but actually... I don't want her to say that. I want her to say this instead. Okay, so Matthew's going to say this now. Like, it's just immediate. Wow. Oh it, was, my it was very easy for me to write, actually. That's so <laughs> cool. So it was he was your favorite because you just knew. You're like, this is what he's going to say. This is how it's yeah. going to be. I mean, boom, boom. there is also, it was, it was very fun to write such a snobbish character. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. And to have it be in a guy. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> there's something i'm telling you like you say william was a jerk but i was so there for it maybe i have a problem but i'm like <laughs> villains and the jerks i'm like yeah i just love you and I want to know who hurt you and i want to know what happened so that we can like love you anyways the same thing we all you. have a problem we all have a problem that is definitely my problem <laughs> my friends will tell you that that is like they're like you know what you know it's probably not like super healthy i'm like oh, it's awesome it's so, fictional it's fictional everyone just calm down okay it's fictional you know but it's the same thing with matthew you just love him like a i hope it's okay if i compare him to darcy but you love him like a darcy mm-hmm. where you're like right like a, yeah you are so like you wrote it so naturally which makes sense when you're talking about like he's you i love that but <laughs> he came he came on the page so naturally and even though he thought like oh i'm so standoffish and nobody likes me everyone just adores him it is <laughs> just just i just love him so much <laughs> right, yeah. i can't even say it in an elegant way yeah. i just love him <laughs> and it wasn't even it wasn't until after i published that i realized the the pride and prejudice connotations like, like, I didn't even realize that there was a connection. People started started being like, saying things like that, like in the reviews, that he's like a Darcy and Alicia's like an Elizabeth. And I was like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but that's kind of true. Yeah. You didn't even realize it. And you, were, you didn't even realize it. You were writing a classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. My gut, you know. <laughs> this is going to be an inside joke for us for the rest of our lives. Because, yeah, keep following yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. Because who doesn't want Lizzie and Darcy but Alicia and Matthew? That's awesome. Okay. Um, what? Okay, the last one that I want to talk about, and then we'll get to some more listener questions, is what advice would you give to aspiring authors? What lessons have you learned? I mean, you've written three books now. What would you say to someone who wants to write or is thinking about it? Share with us your wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, well – First of all, I'd say follow your gut. <laughs> but it's for real though, okay? Because like I said, I got all this advice and it was like you like you were saying, everyone was saying kind of the same thing and, and I in the end decided, you know what? It's it's good enough for me. And and that's the other thing that I, I feel like maybe I would say is that if you finish a book and you're afraid if people are gonna like it or not, 
like don't place so much of your happiness on other people's opinions if you like the book let that be enough like that's what it's about and and for me too i i realized that I want to write because I I love writing and because I love what I created. And um, if other people hate it, then it doesn't matter because because I love it and it's good enough for me. I love that. That's awesome. That is great. Even just advice of life of like mm-hmm. do and I. This has been a mantra of this year. So I'm like, I'm gonna do it. Brings me joy. And mm-hmm. who cares about the other things? Now it's easier said than done, but it mm-hmm. is a happier way to live. So a happier way to read, for, as you're saying, it's a happier way to write. It's mm-hmm. just by following your, following your gut and writing what you think that you want to do that makes you happy. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. And and what, what you're passionate about, like it's going to show. It's going to show if you're passionate about it. Right. Can you like, if you're writing something that you're not passionate about, you read it and you're like, I can tell that there's no heart or soul in that. When you're both, yeah. you can feel the heart in it. You can tell that you're like, I care about these characters <laughs> and this story. Totally. <laughs> Any other advice or I think that's great advice. Um, you're I, I'd say that's the, the deeper um, advice. Um, just general advice is just try to write every day. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't. <laughs> I try to. I go through spurts. I go through spurts where I'm really good about it. Nice. And, and usually it's when I, I hit a wall that I'm like, who cares about writing? I never liked it anyway. <laughs> this is, this is anyway. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. But then you get in spurts where you're like, I love this. This is the best. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like a reading slump. It's a writing slump. That's yeah. All. Yeah. And but like it's it is a habit. So it's like a muscle. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And the more you'll be able to push through those blocks and, and stuff. Awesome. So, Awesome. That makes sense. Okay. So if you are listening and you want to write something, there is the, that is the Jessica Scarlet magic. It's just your gut and work that writing muscle. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Okay. A few listener questions. These were so fun. You have a huge fan base. I will say <laughs> just, so I had to pull just a few of these questions to send to you. They are excited to hear from you. So let's jump into these. The first one, I love this question so much. If you could spend the day with one of your characters, who would it be and what would you do? I hate this question <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, my first reaction was like, uh, just Matthew so that we can just read books all day uninterrupted. <laughs> and that's all we have to do. There's, there's no kids to interrupt me. I can just sit and read for just a day. <laughs> just a day. You just sit and read. Okay, that's so funny. You're like, you're like I want to spend the day with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I don't. Actually, I don't. <laughs> that wouldn't be very fun. I have to do that every day already. <laughs> you need a person. Okay, but Matthew, so you could read. Yeah, well, probably actually, if I had to choose, I'd probably choose Eliza actually because I, th- I don't know, I think we would complement each other well. Actually, oh, okay, okay. I think that's why you would enjoy each other's company and have a fun time. Oh, what would you do? Oh, just uh, I don't. We'd go on a hike, a sunrise hike. Oh, yep, just, that's what we would do. That's awesome. <laughs> 
I love that. You're like, stop asking me this question. Okay. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I think that's so cool that you're like, that's who, like, that's who I'd want to spend time with because we would enjoy each other's company instead of just, I want to be with this person. Honestly, when I think about characters I want to spend the day with, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want to spend it with me, but I would love to be with them. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, right, oh, yeah. You're thinking about what would Eliza like? She would like being around me. That's sweet. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be around someone who doesn't like me. Like, that's the problem with being around Matthew. He would hate me. And so I'm like, why would I want to be in the room with you? I wouldn't. Well, that's hilarious because you're like, you clash with someone who's just like you, or he clashes with right. someone just like him, which is so yeah. perfect, just like in his book. But you mm-hmm. didn't read, so no one would even know. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. This, <laughs> this uh, question, I would love to hear your answer to this one. Why are you so awesome? <laughs> they said thanks for thanks for being alive and gracing us with your presence i would just no. echo that oh i know that you are like <laughs> why are you so awesome tell us <laughs> no i have a whole list <laughs> read your bio no, i'm just I'm kidding, kidding. <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, you are, i told you the... you are well loved <laughs> Oh, I I don't know. I don't feel like I am. I don't think I'm doing anything special. Just thanks for supporting me. <laughs> That's Wait, all I have to say support. about it. That's all you have to say. I about. do have I I do have the best readers. They are very supportive and awesome. So Yay. right back at you. Right back at you. That is so awesome. Yeah, so all those dumb reviews or whatever you can be like well i have the best fan base they think i'm awesome and then i grace them with my presence so <laughs> okay here's another one how do you write such amazing books with incredible storylines and characters this person just loves your stuff they are like how do you oh uh it's the gut <laughs> i don't know i don't know so the gut <laughs> Oh no, that's a terrible title. Oh no. I will not do that. Totally kidding. I would laugh really hard if you did though. Uh, that's funny. Um I don't know. I don't feel like I'm like I said, I've gotten this question a few times from a few different people. Some people that I know. But like I I never know what to say because I don't feel like I'm doing anything special. I've just I don't know. I think I think maybe what it is is that I'm good at analyzing things mm-hmm. and like breaking breaking things down and figuring out why something is good or okay. is is swoony or you know right. those those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. And so when I read, when I watch a movie, it does it does um, help me to be to realize like oh this is why I really like that. And maybe I can do something like that in my book. Um, but I think also a lot of authors do that. So, like I said, I don't think I'm doing anything anything special. Um, one thing I will say is that I, I very studiously try to avoid cliches. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not that cliches are bad. I'm just someone who's I'm a I'm a contrarian. <laughs> You're a contrarian. That's awesome. I like You're if someone <laughs> if if something gets popular before I knew about it or liked it, then I'm out. <laughs> and it's not that it's bad. I just 
I'm sorry. Like the Harry Potter boat, it sailed like 12 years ago. I never got in. I never got into it because it got big before I could get into it. Yeah. And then I don't know, like I, I was the type of person who I just like, I wanted to be different. I wanted to do something that was different from everybody else always. Right. And so whenever I felt like something was becoming too mainstream or, or whatever, then I would like switch course immediately. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I had like, I had a cousin I went to school with and she would like copy my ideas and, and people would tell me like, it's the highest form of flattery. And I'd be like, no, she's mainstreaming my ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Stop stop being, stop doing that. (laughs) Yeah. And so like when, I feel like when I, come to a place in my book where where I can have a cliche or or something that would happen that would maybe be a little too convenient uh-huh. but I You're always like- try to steal away yeah. from that right and I don't know I don't think it's a science though it's just it's just a me thing (laughs) something I love that it makes your writing unique because you're like I am going to specifically your analyzing is awesome and you focus on this is how I'm going to write this and I'm not going to make it like this I'm not going to make it like that you're very aware Mm -hmm. and I think that that is such a great talent in a writer is the awareness because I think that sometimes you can get I've never written a novel but I feel uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like if I ever tried I would get so in it that I wouldn't even be aware of all of these things. And then mm-hmm. you have other readers that could be like, Hey, this is going on. You're like, Oh, I just like, didn't know that. You know what I mean? So I love the right, yeah. that you have. It's totally working for you. Um, so keep doing that. That's so funny. You say contrarian. I love that because <sighs> I remember in high school, everyone started loving imagine dragons when I was in high school and I was mm-hmm. like, they're not that good. Guess what? I never listened to their songs. <laughs> At that point, I never had. I was like, everyone just thinks they're so awesome. And then they're like, have you listened to the songs? And I was like, no. And then I went, like, I totally loved it. But I was like, it's like, I wanted to find them first. You know what I mean? So I totally get where you're going right. from. And I think there's probably an element of that in everybody. For yeah. Sure. I like, think me. I, yeah. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhat, everyone wants to be special. and But I just, I think I apply that to my stories and to my characters a little bit too. Where it's like, oh, but that's been that's been done before, and you know, and so I try to find stuff that hasn't been done as much, really. So I don't know. I love that. No, well, yeah, that's why people are loving your books. They're like, this is different, but there's also like a little bit of familiarity in the, I would say, in the genre for me that makes uh-huh. it like so compelling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so awesome. Yeah. Okay. What made you? Oh yeah, I don't know if we talked about this or, or did we? Oh yeah, we did. What made you want to write Regency? So someone asked, "What made you want to write Regency?" We kind of talked about this. You said it was you read historical right. fiction yeah. growing up, and it's where you felt safe. Do you feel? Do you want to add any more to that, or um, not say? really? Other than you know, there's all that. Uh, there is all the charm that comes with the Regency era. Right. All the you know Jane Austen vibes and and the speech and the manners and the social norms and all, all of that um that is very very charming and alluring yeah. so for yeah sure. i mean that's why it's like got a mass mass reading following like mm-hmm. love yeah feeling we love to like be immersed in that type of world for sure for sure for sure yeah as a Jane Austen fan, I will say that is so accurate. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, no, I want to just go, like, go to the mall or go, like, see, like, have someone uh-huh. tell me that they think that I'm 
not handsome enough for them. <laughs> well, I don't care. Anyway, Regency is just so great. I love, I'm so glad that you write Regency. Um, this next question is so great. Um, what do you have next in the works? And you've been mentioning it a few times. You've been mentioning this work in progress. Tell us yes. more about it, what's going on. Yeah, so... So it was um, I a while ago, after I finished Wycliffe series, I was trying to decide what to write next. And um, it was basically between three ideas I had. One was a contemporary, like a Christmas contemporary. And one was a fantasy. Uh-huh. And, and then there was this one that I'm, that I'm working on, which was just a historical it started out as just a historical and eventually evolved into a historical fantasy, which is like Victorian era, but with magic. Um, <laughs> historical fantasy. I'm like, what is this? Explain this right. to me. This sounds amazing. <laughs> well, so like I, I ruled out the, the contemporary one mainly because that's when the contemporary was getting so huge and, you know, contrarian. <laughs> I was like, everyone's doing contemporary. I can't do it. I'll wait until it's dumb again, and then I will. Then I will write contemporary. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was deci- basically deciding between these other two. And my friend, I was talking with her about it, and I was like, which one should I? Which one should I write now? And she was like, well, what's this one about? And the historical one. And um, and so I just told her the vibes. Like, that was literally my whole story idea. I was like, it's a three-book series with, like, betrayal and secret identities and, like, lots of London-y vibes and Victorian gritty era stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, like, literally all I told her. And she, like, went went away and like came back with this whole long idea for like this super intricate magic system (laughs) and i was like wow okay this is the one i'm doing (laughs) and it was amazing she's been my brainstorming partner through all of it wow and it's been great yeah oh my gosh i was literally sold it well i was sold it pretty much you're writing it but (laughs) that sounds so cool honestly anyone if there's betrayal in there i'm automatically hooked i just love Mm -hmm. the I just, that is just, yeah. it's one of my favorite things that I've like that and like London sold anything. Yeah. There. I'm like, I, wanna, I just want to go there. So cool. Mm-hmm. You said Victorian. Yeah. Victorian London, which also yes. is so fantastic. But with London, <laughs> I mean, I think about Victorian London, even, I mean, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I got my degree in history and Victorian oh. London is one of my favorite things to learn about. Just that topic yeah. is so interesting. So even when you add magic to it, even learning about everything that was going on, it already feels magical. It feels natural uh-huh. to add magic to it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the question I get a lot is, is, is it steampunk? And it's, it's not steampunk. It's, right. it's so like how to think about it is that steampunk is the Victorian era, but with like, um, gears and like sci-fi, sci-fi Victorian. Sci-fi kind of Victorian vibes. Yeah, for sure. And like gas lamp fantasy is, which is the real, um, term for the genre. That's more Victorian era, but fantasy, Victorian fantasy, like magic or lots of times like other creatures and stuff. I don't have creatures in mind, 
but um, you can have that if you want to. Or yeah, it's think of it as the difference between sci-fi and fantasy. That's kind of uh, difference between steampunk and gaslamp fantasy. Okay, oh, that's interesting. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. Um, is that all you're going to tell us? Is the rest of it very? Hush? I can. Uh, it's not hush. Okay. It's not hush hush. It's um. Um. Whatever you want to say. Basically, it's about a. I can say what it's about. The general synopsis. The general synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, it's about a girl who whose father is kidnapped by someone who is haunting the streets, and she has to use her um, science. She's very um, science brain. She's like been a chemist with her father. Which is hard to write, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, yeah. But she has to use her, her science and her magic to um, track down uh, the guy who can who can help her find her dad, basically. Um, and there's lots of... But, like, in order to track this down, she's interacting with the main guy and... And, yeah, and, it's fun. And, and... <laughs> I love, it. I love it. It sounds this is so awesome. So it's a it's almost like a I'm not gonna throw a trope on it because I know that that's not what you do. But it's okay. Work. I don't care. Okay, okay. If they're if they're is, is it forced proximity where they have to work together? She has to work with him to find him. Um, no, it's not so much that. It's more like they they make a deal uh, and deal. um he kind of like leaves clues for her that she has to find and solve. Um, okay. that, that kind of deal like he's kind of like a, the mastermind behind it there's a lot of I've heard a few readers compare it to um, Caraval the kind of magic and the kind of um, yeah the, the mastermind aspect of it and okay. stuff cool so that's awesome, because I freaking love Caraval, so I'll be like, yes, 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 yay! Okay, I am so excited for that book that you write. I when, Whenever it's in the works, is this? do you have a timeline for it, or is it just kind of... Yeah, so, so um, like I said, I don't write every day. I'm lazy, and lots of times I hit, I hit walls. It's like I'm, I'm a full-time mom, and, and yes. I don't like having to write when my kids are up. And so basically it means I have to stay up late or get up early. And That's um, hard to do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and so so it's, yeah, it's hard to make real progress in it sometimes. And um, also, like, it's been a huge learning curve. There's so much that is different about this new series that I'm working on that um, it's it's been hard to, like learn how to do something that's so different for sure there's some things that are familiar because it's it's still historical and there's still like those romance aspects in it so those parts were easier um but like it's my first time writing a magic system and also first time writing from a male point of view and juggling like i have like four different point of views in there too and so so i am yeah, it's it's been a struggle trying to find the right balance for everything and make everything work. Like it, I feel like it is so intricate that every time right. I try to change one thing, it just changes completely everything. Yeah, changes the whole thing, and so yeah, slow slow progress. Um, I have wanted to wait until I have all three books in the series written before I release them because. Right. 
because they end on cliffhangers and I know that readers can be touchy about that. Um, especially with indie authors and, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, like I have been thinking about trying to query, like actually get traditionally published with this series, mainly because of the genre. And so my tentative plan is for me to be querying book one to see if I can get an agent and see if I can get it traditionally published. And then if no one, if no one bites and no one takes it, then, um, but by the time that books two and three are ready to go, then I'll just publish them all anyway and say, okay, well, no time wasted anyway. Right. So that's kind of my, my plan. Either okay. way, either way, it is going to take a while. And yeah. so I, I do feel bad about that, but no, 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 it's, no. it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, book, I cannot even imagine. It's going to be so difficult. Like, oh my goodness, you're amazing. So mm-hmm. don't feel rushed. I know you're not going to, you're going to do, <laughs> do you. And when it happens, it happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're just going to write the book that's supposed to be written. So we will just wait for whenever that happens. So we're obviously so excited to read your next chapter. Because, oh my goodness. I remember just as soon as I finished your last book, I'm like, so. So like readers will do read your book in 24 hours that you took 24 right. working on. And then you're like. Right. Like, yeah. And you're like, seriously? Yeah. It's like that Princess Bride meme that was going around. Like that was that was so perfect. When he's like, I don't suppose you can speed things up. <laughs> you can speed things up. I, know, I actually, yeah. I made a reel when authors. I put authors where you'll just have to wait, and then readers. I hate waiting. Like yeah, wait, wait, yeah. Like, you'll just have to wait. So just like chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I all right. I have some awesome questions here from another listener who really, they are like me. They love <laughs> the other case. We love it so much. And <laughs> they want to know, and I, I will second these questions. They want to know what was your inspiration for the story of A Lady on the Chase? What, what inspired you to write it? Um, so uh, it was mainly because... Wait, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's weird. It's not. It's the little soundbar on the bottom is not showing. Oh, mine is showing. Um, if you want, I can refresh it and we oh. can tr- start again. I mean, no, as long as I don't know, as long as it's working for you, I don't care. I um I will say that this has happened to me before when me and Mikkel were chatting, and I'm like, I can't see this moving, and she's like, Nope, I got it all. So you're good. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um. I don't know that there was inspiration. <laughs> That's the thing. It's so hard. I, I do get asked this question of like, what's what's your inspiration behind this? And I feel like it's very, it's not very, um, it's, it's not good. I feel like, I, like I, <laughs> I, words fail me right now, obviously. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to become a writer. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel like there wasn't really actually any inspiration. I just kind of wrote and it felt like it fit. And so I just kind of kept writing i will say there are like a few songs that really helped me with um matthew and alicia oh um, songs okay yeah i have a playlist you have a playlist i actually didn't make one for my other two books but with matthew and alicia i did 
Um, and I, I did like listen to them on repeat a few times when I was really story stuck just to try and like keep that vibe in my brain. And like, I can add a song to the, to a playlist for any number of reasons. Like, Oh, I really like this phrase in the song. It reminds me of their chemistry (laughs) song to the list. There's like a lot of random things. One that is my favorite about the playlist with um, Matthew and Alicia is um, Beautiful Day by Michael Bublé. Oh. Like I pictured this song from like as Matthew singing it in the most sarcastic, ironic (laughs) ever. And if you listen to it (laughs) with that point of view, (laughs) like I, I I listened to this song on repeat. I'm like, I want to explain like why, like if you just hear hear the lyrics and everything, you're like, why would that fit that book? I don't understand. Until you have that context. I was listening to the song one day and I was like, this is Matthew, only he's singing it ironically. <laughs> I love oh. that so much. Okay, I'm going to go... <laughs> I need that perspective now. It's gonna change everything. <laughs> yeah. So you're like the story just came to you, but the you were inspired by music while you were writing it. Yeah, it definitely helped with like with the chemistry and stuff. Like another one that really helped me actually was Me by Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Um actually don't I don't really listen to a lot of Taylor Swift songs. Again, a contrarian, right? <laughs> and so so but like that one especially fit the vibe i felt like of matthew and alicia so that one was fun that's awesome would you would you be willing to share or have you already shared the lady on the chase playlist or is it just for the writer is it just for the author would you ever mostly mostly it's like that kind of thing i'm like who would, who would listen to it though? I don't understand why people would be interested in that. People are interested in that. I have no problem with sharing it. That sounds fun. Yeah, for sure. Will I will link that with this for our listeners. If you want to go listen to a Lady on the Chase playlist, I personally would really love it. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that with us. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Um what are oh this was just a random question i don't know if it says this in your book what are their their the listener is wondering what are their ages what are matthew and Elizabeth's uh, ages? yeah i love this question because it doesn't say actually oh gosh, and say. you're right it doesn't say yeah it doesn't say but but like and a lot of people would be surprised to learn that alicia is older than matthew um <gasps> Really? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why I made it that way. Like, I totally didn't have to. Like, it's not applicable to the story in any way. Like I said, it's not even mentioned. Right. But, but I don't know. I, I just felt like instinctively, you know, the gut speaking here. <laughs> yes, she's older. <laughs> that she's she was, older. that she's older than him, even though she's so, you know, impetuous and and all of that. That. In, in immature in a lot of ways. You can be immature and old. <laughs> right. It, definitely. You can definitely reach the ripe age of, of 21 and be immature. <laughs> yeah, so she's Alicia's 21. She's 21 and Matthew is 20 in the book. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. They're at the a marriageable age or whatever they call it in the industry. <laughs> yeah. I, so I love them. I love them so much. Okay, this another question from this listener that I love so much. 
can we, <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm going to read it exactly how they wrote it. Can we get a bonus Alicia Matthew scene, please? <laughs> can we please get a bonus scene from them? Because we just want more of them. Is that, is that like a thing or would you ever do that? <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know. I, I've never really actually thought about it because, again, I feel like, who would read it, though? Like, why? <laughs> Your fan base. <laughs> well, I mean, I would, I would love that. I think, I think part of me is really afraid, though, that, like, oh, if, I, if I, yeah, just if I go back to this already finished product and then I write this extra scene and it's terrible then it's like gonna ruin everything (laughs) (laughs) I I know I I know it's not actually the case but I think there is a little bit of that fear fear. and and also too like I don't know I'd figure I'd have to figure out what even it would be about Right. Like, uh, is it is it later? Is it just a funny scene we never got? Like, what would yeah? It is it just be? an extra extra scene? Yeah, um, a, cut, a scene you cut, maybe. I don't. Know. I actually I don't, don't have. I don't have really any scenes. Oh, well, I do have some scenes I cut, but none that are both Matthew and Alicia. Oh, With those scenes, I like combined scenes, or I like took this snippet of dialogue and made sure to put it uh-huh. in. You know that kind of thing. There weren't like whole scenes, and in general, I don't really write that way. Like there are oh, yeah. scenes that I cut, but never like romantic scenes or like any interactions between the main characters. Like I, I never have, I've never had to cut, cut those okay. interactions. So we literally have every little piece of romance we could possibly get. That makes me so happy. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, don't cut the romance. <laughs> right. Well, it's more. It's more like just um, the interactions between them. Uh, yeah. Like there are there are scenes I have cut that are like that doesn't fit the story anymore. That's useless. Right. You know. Right. So it's not. It's not like I'm a perfect writer. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You totally are. <laughs> <laughs> totally, I am. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, if you ever do consider that, I mean, don't obviously feel like you have to go back, but we would love a bonus scene. However, for all of us that are missing Matthew and Alicia, just go back and reread because that's what I do when I miss them. I just go reread scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the bonus scene never happens, at least we have their entire wonderful story. But thanks right. for maybe thinking about it. Don't. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm open to it. I think. I think I would have to. Yeah. Like think about it and and also maybe like be in between projects where I'm. Right. I'm more like. I'm in the right headspace, I guess. Right. Exactly. I was literally like, when you're in the right headspace, I almost said that. And <laughs> right. you said, I'm like, yes. You have to be in the right headspace. It's like mood reading is mood writing. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. You're like, I got to be in the mood and it has to be at the right time. So we mm-hmm. will wait for the right time. All right. Well, that is all the questions that our listeners have. Is there anything that you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Anything you want to? say or share um just thanks for supporting us and supporting Lynette with her awesome podcast (laughs) (laughs) um and and obviously like the the best thing you can do for an author is read their books but also tell your friends about it the friend recommendations are like the um overwhelmingly best way to convince someone to read a book 
um, more than more than a cover, more than a blurb, more than reviews, all of that. So telling someone like, hey, tell yep, yep, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell everybody. All right. Okay, you heard it from Jessica. (laughs) Tell everyone about these books. If you haven't read them, highly recommend. Highly recommend. (laughs) If you're a Regency romance fan and haven't read these. This is your sign because if you've seen it on Bookstagram, if you've seen me shouting about it because I talk about it all the time, <laughs> these books, you need to read them. Come fall in love with Matthew. Sorry, I <laughs> the most, but they're all, they're all so good. They're all so good. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Jessica. For being <laughs> yeah. This was so I, much fun. Yeah, I had such a great time laughing with you. That's that's awesome. We should do it again sometime. Yeah, so even if just, even if it's not on the podcast, we should just <laughs> talk just, books. Let's just <laughs> talk books. Totally. Oh my goodness. Yes. No, we will. We will for sure. And especially, I mean, when it gets closer to this beautiful historical fantasy starts to like get to that point, you let me know. And we are gonna, <laughs> okay. we are gonna up and talk about it on here. You just you just say the word, okay? <laughs> I would love that. That'd be awesome. awesome. Yay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. We will see you again next time on Story Hooked. That's a wrap for this episode of Story Hooked. Remember, every story holds the potential to change your life. Keep exploring and always, always read for joy.